0: Welcome to Tigers in 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you the latest interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and more in both football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of Off the Boards. I am your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me this week, in person, for only the second time ever, Go Tigers 247 founder, Brooks Hansen. What's up, dude? Are you excited?
0: I'm excited. I'm about excited about is, uh that Jane Eyre book underneath your microphone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte Bronte. (laughs) Now Brooks is giving out our secrets because we have to have books under our microphone. Yeah, Christian's short, so we got to prop his up a little bit. (laughs) He's acting like his isn't propped up. Anyway, Brooks, enough making fun of me. Moving on to last night's game against CBU. Ugly in the first half, much better in the second half. What were your reactions from the game? Well,
0: first, we, we can't go anywhere without talking about James Wiseman. Not Absolutely. playing. We broke the news on Go Tigers 247. Nobody gave us credit, as usual. Broke it twice. Uh, broke it twice. Once on once Twitter. Once in the morning and <laughs> once in the afternoon. So, you know, whatever. But James Wiseman was held out. Uh, he he Isaiah Maurice, it has not been put out there yet, but Isaiah Maurice, last week in practice, rolled over on James Wiseman's ankle. Uh, just precautionary, kind of letting him come back, get used to running. And really, there's nothing to that. So I would say To Memphis fans worried about James Wiseman, don't be, he's 100% okay. He's going to be fine. He's going to suit up for Memphis eventually. Uh, So just give him some time to rest, recover, and he'll he'll be back on the court. But in terms of the first half, it was ugly. Rough. Um, There's nothing really great that you can take away from that. There were some really interesting lineups that Penny threw out on the floor early. Um, I thought it was interesting that Jaden Hardaway was one of the first guys off the bench. Played a lot last night. I mean, and and what's funny is, rewinding the clock back to, what, June, July, I think we were the first to put out there, Jaden Hardaway might actually see minutes this year, and even more so over Ryan Boyce. Right, Um, which
1: he definitely did last night.
0: Yeah, for sure. So it it was interesting from a lineup perspective. I still want to see what this lineup's going to look like in a real-game scenario when you've got James Wiseman because – it changes everything. Uh, when you've got James Wiseman centering the post, he's you know controlling that middle third of the floor for the Tigers. It it makes the the main four, the rest of the lineup more consistent because you're not having to slide Precious or uh, DJ down to the. I mean, they had times where they played Precious and DJ as their two posts. You won't see that the rest of the year no. with James. You just won't.
1: And I mean, that's a perfect point because when you think about it, Precious Achiewa was having to play the James Wiseman role last night. When you look at the way that he was driving down low, working off the dribble down low, that is what James Wiseman's going to be doing. So when you have that, Precious Achiewa doesn't have to be that guy. He can play off the ball and work off of James. Your shooters are going to have more room because them, them CBU white boys, they weren't <laughs> playing around on defense. <laughs> um, but it won't be like that during the season. Yeah. You, you will have so much more spacing with James out there. And they still did. They had good spacing last night. Lester, Boogie, DJ all got open shots from three uh, because of the way that they were playing down low. So I think it's something you'll see more, obviously, with James. But to see the way the spacing was and the way that they shot in general is exactly what we talked about on last week's episode of Tigers in 20. They were they need to be a good three-point shooting team this year. They went and got the guys to do so. Uh, so I think that was really encouraging. But Precious Achiwa obviously led the way, 22-10, and 10, had the double-double. Didn't have the double-double, I lied, 22-9. and Uh, Brooks, that was our first time, anybody's first time, getting to watch him in a Memphis uniform. What what was your reaction on his game?
0: Well, I mean, in the first half, he struggled. You know, he was trying to shoot jump shots. It almost seemed like he was forcing the issue a little bit. And in the second half, you could tell he kind of settled down. He started relying on his energy, his length, his athleticism, started getting to the bucket more. He got a couple putbacks. Uh, that's the Precious that's going to make Memphis successful, not the guy who's hanging on the wing and trying to make two dribble pull-ups. That's not Precious Achua. That's just not him. So um, the second half, he was tremendous. DJ Jeffries was really good. Um, And I'll be honest, somebody that I thought brought a ton to the table was Lance Thomas. And I think James Wiseman makes Lance Thomas even better because – So much of what Lance does from a rebounding and defense perspective is being off ball, offside, help side. Um, He had three blocks last night that all came from help side, and he was really, really good in the minutes that he got. So, um, you know, I thought Lance going into the season might only see like 10 to 12 minutes a game, but I could see him if Memphis continues to have struggles rebounding the ball Obviously, James Wiseman fixes a lot of that at 7-1 and being James the number Wiseman. one pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if Memphis continues to struggle rebounding, I could see Lance getting more time.
1: Yeah, that's something that we actually spoke about. I think it was a month or two ago we said Alex and Lance would probably only get eight, somewhere between 8 and 12 minutes a game. But the way that they played last night, they've got to be – I mean, they're earning those minutes because Alex was – He looked like a completely different player. Last year you could tell he was not confident in his play. He felt a little bit out of place because, you know, coming from the way that he was in high school, transitioning to college, last year he was a little bit uncomfortable. He looked completely in control last night. He looked like he had no problems running the floor, playing in transition. And he's one of those guys that just plays so hard that you cannot keep him off the floor, in my opinion. I mean, ten points, four rebounds, four assists, uh, in a limited role coming off the bench. So I, I think, to your point with Lance, I think him and Alex are going to see a few more minutes than we expect just because they bring a different type of energy than the rest of the guys can bring. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. But you also brought up D.J. Jeffries. I think he was the story of the night. I know Precious obviously uh, led all scores with 22, but D.J. Uh, is somebody that's a very interesting prospect, was top five his sophomore year, fell off a little bit, ended up around 50 or 60 in the final rankings. The talent is there. There's a reason he was ranked top five. We've we we've mentioned this multiple times that if he gets that work ethic, if he works <clears throat> – you need some more of that hot tea? Yeah, that's, that's what you get for drinking cold tea. <laughs> Everybody,
0: we're, we're over here at Bluff City Coffee, and Christian decided well, to get some tea. My voice went out. I told him he needed hot tea because he's got a little crackly, uh, little puberty voice. <laughs> and uh, so. But he decided to get cold tea, which constricts your vocal cords. And not did. a great move. Bad, Bad call. Bad behind call. the scenes, y'all.
1: Behind the scenes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Brooks Uh, so back to DJ Jeffries he came out hit the first shot of the game hit a three from the corner and that's not something he did early in his career in high school last year his senior year really developed his three-point shot and he showed it off last night Uh, he's great in transition because he's a long athlete he's a versatile athlete he can play multiple positions and uh, you know he's kind of the forgotten guy like we mentioned he's not he's more than likely not going to be in that starting five you know he came in for James filled in for James not being there but if he plays like he did last night, it's really it's really interesting to see what that bench looks like coming off. Because when you bring a guy like DJ in, the energy that he brings, the type of player he is, is very dangerous. Well, yet again,
0: the starting lineup last night minus James Wiseman reflects exactly what we've been saying. You know, For people months. people criticized that that lineup call, uh, but it's it's spot on. And once James he he's back, he slides right in. Um, and that starting lineup is exactly what we said it would be. And DJ suddenly becomes one of the best six men in the country as a freshman. Um, just from an offensive scoring punch, he, he's actually rebounding the ball really well. And the big thing with DJ is, I'm just gonna call it what it is, and this is not a knock on DJ. DJ doesn't understand how to play the game of basketball. He's, in terms of IQ overall, and I don't think it's his fault. I think it's been a product of the systems he's been in. Uh, the people that have trained him and that's not a knock on them either they're doing what they know to do um, but dj once he starts to figure out how to make the right reads how to make the right passes where to go and where to space uh, as things play out during possessions he's going to get that much better um, so i think the the f- what do they say the floor is the ceiling or the ceiling the
1: ceiling is the the roof, is a the, roof the roof is, is the ceiling. The roof is the ceiling. You talking about the Michael Jordan? Quote? Yes. The, the roof, roof is the ceiling. ceiling. Yes. That's that's DJ Jeffries right there. <laughs> uh,
0: the floor is the ceiling. Oh man. Um, so yeah, it's, it was a really interesting night. I think there's a reason we play these exhibition games. It's to kind of get those jitters out. You could see it in Lester in Boogie. Some jitters. Damian Ball's decision to try to split that. Uh, uh, what was that? That that pair at the top of the key when he you know he, obviously went down nailed his head right um when he tried to split that screen it was bad news for Memphis the, the biggest thing that they the biggest news out of last night is that they can get Damian back as quick as possible I don't think it was a concussion um and I think they're just being kind of precautionary with that so we'll see I think they'll look a lot better against LeMoyne Owen and the magicians but then we've got to actually like start playing some real basketball.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's gonna transition quickly. I mean, you only get two exhibition games. They did not look good last night. They need to come out on Monday and look much better on both ends of the floor. I was actually really impressed by the defense because we expected them to be good. They're long, they're athletic. What defense in, in the second half? In the second in half. The second half, second <laughs> half defense. First half defense wasn't great. I think they allowed thirty five in the in the first half. Um but they came back out and Penny said after the game that they came up too hype, first half they were too hype, and he kind of had to sim- simple, bring everything down, make it more simple for the guys. And that's exactly what they did and it worked because when you have those type of athletes, they can play defense. I mean, they can all play defense even without Damian Ball out there. I think Lester canyonas is better than he gets credit for on the defensive end. I think Boogie with his speed and athleticism is good on the defensive end. And then obviously Precious is, is known for his defense. DJ's long and athletic, Lance is, non-stop energy so they have plenty of talent on the defensive end of the floor so I think that is impressive even for a young team to be able to play defense like that regardless of opponent when you see the way that they play aggressively uh, going after the ball non-stop is exactly what you want to see because you want to see that aggressiveness during the season and, Brooks, before we move on and get out of here, I do want to get the rest of the freshman report from you real quick. I know we've touched on a couple guys, so let's just go through these last few real quick. Lester Quinones, first game, what would you think?
0: I don't think we'll see that kind of a shooting performance from Lester uh, very often, if at all. Uh, I thought he showed some jitters, uh, a couple of his shots. I've never seen Lester miss that bad. And, you know, he had one where he completely overshot the, the rim to the left and behind and barely caught the rim uh that's just not lester um so i thought overall he was good he um you know he he hopped out a little too high on some screens put himself in a bad defensive position so that that's all like that's all learning curve stuff with a freshman
1: i think he'll settle down he's better down low than people give him credit for everybody just thinks he's a shooter but he can i mean he's got plenty of size he can play down low um we won't go with Damian Ball because he really didn't get to play very much. We didn't get to see a ton from Damian last night. What did you think about Boogie's performance? Uh, he was okay, he wasn't great. Yeah, I think Boogie's still trying to figure out where he fits
0: here. If he, they, they switched him to point guard a lot and he looked good running the point, but then when you're running the point in this offense where you're trying to make reads, you're not looking for your shot. And Boogie's a, a tremendous scorer. He's an electric scorer. And when he's trying to make reads and plays as a point guard, you know, he didn't come in as a point guard. He wants to learn that role. So you, I think you're seeing some of that, trying to learn how to be a point, how to how to distribute, how to put guys in the right position. Uh, but you're also seeing him having just normal freshman jitters. So I think he'll get better and better. Uh, like Lester, I don't think you'll see Boogie shoot the ball, ball as poorly as he did last night. He was just okay. Um, so, I mean, but here's the the good news is Memphis got that corner three a ton. Pretty much any time they wanted it and they made the right read, that corner three was there over and over and over again. And that shot is one of the most valued shots in the game right now. Um, So if they can continue to do that, if Tyler, Lester – Boogie all
1: continue to progress and shoot the way we know they can the way they did in the Bahamas absolutely and I think going, to fine. going back absolutely. to Boogie for a second you mis- you mentioned his playmaking ability and scoring ability I think we will see him go down low more as well because he did it a lot in high school uh, so obviously he'll have to pull back a little bit with his size um, and the way that they want him to play the point but I do think we will see him go down low more because he's very talented around the rim he has no problem finishing around the rim Um, And last thing before we get out of here, Brooks, LeMoyne Owen Monday night. What does Memphis need to do to look better than they did on Thursday night? Um, You know, I think Memphis last night
0: looked kind of helter-skelter and all over the place because, uh, you know, Penny constantly talks about he wants to run a pro system. And a pro system offensively is more of a read-based offense. You're not running set plays with patterns, motion, uh, you're simply making plays and depending upon what the defense does, you make reads and you you take shots based upon what they give you. You're trying to get the ball to certain spots and in the first half, especially early, they weren't making the right reads. They've got to settle down, make the right reads, make the right play and and then hope James Wiseman comes back because he changes so much for them. That's, and that's just it. Um, so I've got nothing else, but I do want to point out another massive thing that happened last night. SMU held on, stays undefeated. They're now eight and zero. Beat Houston in football last night. In a close one. Yeah. In a very close one. You know, Houston, they made it a game. You know, they're trying to play for their uh, their pride now. The game day possibilities rising. It, it is is bubbling up. And, you know, what's crazy is that would be a done deal. If they caught it a damn catch. You're right. Show me the footage.
1: Show me the film. I'm still, I'm going to say it every time. If they beat Temple, yeah, I think game day is for sure. But, hey, go take care of business against Tulsa. Maybe they come. Huge day if they do come. So, that's all I got. You got anything? I got nothing. All right. That's a wrap.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers in 20 off the boards. If you enjoyed this interview, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information.